Hey everyone, welcome once again to Podcast in Death, the weekly podcast where we discuss the in-death series of books by J.D. Robb. I'm AJ. I'm Jen. I'm Tara. And it's Tara! Tara's here! Hi! Yay! Yay! <laughs> Wow! We missed her. We totally missed you so much last week. We were like, yes. Tara, if Kara was here, she'd keep us on track. But yeah. she's not. So <laughs> forget you guys. We're just gonna go off on our own tangent. Um, I mean, we didn't even really we didn't really even start talking about the actual topic until like ten or fifteen minutes into the podcast. True story fine you know what you guys are having a good time that's all that matters yeah it was it was yeah. a good it was a good night i needed that man it was fun there was a lot yeah. of laughing <laughs> yeah so um yeah, so anyway <laughs> this is episode number what is it is this episode number 65 65 uh of podcast and death and in this episode we're going to be talking about imitation in death yes and um, I actually have a little confession to make, which is um, this book is one of my meh books. It's like, it's not one of my, t- my bot. it's not in my bottom, but it's not in my top. It's in, it's the, like middle in the middle somewhere. And it's kind of like, eh, it's I, you know. And so, fair enough. That, I love yeah, it. I mean, that's, it's fair. But at the same time, I think this is low-key my favorite book in the series. Yeah, it was my favorite for a long time. And here's here's why, because I don't actually have a favorite book in the series, but this one just has everything to me. Mm-hmm. And also, if I, if someone were to be like, right now in my face, what if you could only read one in-depth book over and over again, what would it be? It would be this. I honestly think that this is, this would be like my instinctual response. And I think it's because... It has so much to it. Mm-hmm. That being said, yeah. this is actually one of the books where I like Eve the least. So hmm. fascinating. Interesting. Yeah. We'll get into that. But yeah. okay. I, I still love her. I still think she's fucking great in this book. But there are things where I'm like, Oof. but it is what okay. it is. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I feel like I agree with that. There are a couple of instances yeah, there's where a couple moments. she's a little <clears throat> problematic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But also it just makes for real good writing and real good storytelling mm-hmm. because yeah. you can't be perfect all the time. I guess True. not, you know. I mean, you look at the one star reviews on every book, she's never perfect at any time. So Right. She's awful. <laughs> right. She's but awful. you know what I mean. Awful yes. people are either, real either by the book or so far over the line that they just can't even you right. can't make everyone happy. No, you can't. No. Why even try? <laughs> Why? Why? In and that's room? the thing. She's not trying. <laughs> I mean, Nora really could shit give a shit less. She's still collecting the check. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, it is true. You know, if you like it, great. Right if you don't, yeah. sorry. Yeah. yeah. She's okay with that. One of the points in me saying that you know i'm like kind of meh on this book it's that i might have to rely on jen and tara to kind of like take a lot of this discussion on because i'd be like okay meh. <laughs> <laughs> so um well, fair enough so uh this book it starts out with eve 
being called to a murder scene and uh, who is murdered is a licensed companion named J.C. Wooten. And it's clear it be, well, first of all, the scene is horrific. Lots of blood and gore and stuff. And so much so that uh, Peabody had to kind of excuse herself and get sick. Yeah. And um, when Eve um, looks at the scene, examines the scene, it's, it's clear to her that whoever this was, was maybe trying to imitate Jack the Ripper. Right. Because uh, the victim's um, female parts had been cut out, which is Just gross. Real great stuff. Very gross. gross. Yeah. And I'm still, yeah. Oof. Because I can't imagine. Them and I just. Yeah, that's gross. Mm-hmm. That's part, that part was gross. So gross. Do you think, I mean, since you mentioned that, uh, do you think uh, that the actual Jack the Ripper kept? I See, I don't remember hearing that in any yeah. of the stuff I'd read well, or seen before about him. Because um, parts were taken out, but they, were, they weren't like left at the scene, right? No, they were not. Okay. As far as um, I know. Yeah, that's that's what I remember too. Yeah, that there, like, that parts were just. It would have been good to do like a little bit of Jack the Ripper research before this, but damn it, we yeah, had a whole yeah, book yeah. to read. Yeah, <laughs> and I, to be honest with you, I didn't finish. Uh, anyway, so um, <laughs> you've read this book before, right? I have. I've read it a couple of times. I'll be honest, but um, yeah. So. Um, I don't, I, you know, I mean, I'm not an expert on Jack the Ripper, so I don't know, but, um, no, me either. So, yeah. So Eve right away feels like this is a Jack the Ripper, like imitation copycat. And, um, you know, Peabody's feeling down on herself because she got sick, you know? It's interesting that like that's a that's kind of like a reoccurring thing through the series that, you know, like Peabody is uncomfortable in the morgue and some of the scenes make her feel ill. And like, I honestly feel like there's probably more people like that than Mm -hmm. we realize. And it's just sometimes unnecessarily putting yourself through shit just to be like, whatever, I have to be strong enough to get through this without actually giving herself the the leniency to react you know like a human but th- i mean listen i'm not a super sensitive person that would make me sick yeah i feel like that would make a lot of people sick yeah. that would make doctors sick you know that yeah would, so so eve you don't need to do that to yourself it's really okay <laughs> <laughs> like step out and breathe for a second yeah like oof. Yeah. We'll say though she handled it with Peabody really well. Like mm-hmm. she, oh, she absolutely did. Yeah. Like she and, Peabody was so down on herself and it's just like, no, <laughs> it's okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> she really she really is like you just Eve is very subtle in in her like shift toward Peabody 
and like her leniency in these things where she's like mm, this like recognizing that this is a natural thing that happens and to not be hard on her right where i think i think if we were this far into their relationship and eve hadn't been changing she'd have been like fucking suck it up you know but eve's been changing all this time right True. Very yeah. subtly and very positively in that regard. Right. That being said, she's, I think the way she handles this investigation is real rough in a lot of places. So, yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Um. And honestly, I'm a little frustrated that the fact that Peabody doesn't actually call her out in some of these instances where I thought she would. Like, they leave, what is it, Breen? When. When she's like, oh, you didn't like how I handled that. And Peabody tries really hard to be diplomatic about it. And I'm like, just call her out. You guys, right. having the conversation will be helpful to, yeah. you know, like, challenging Eve. I think that's one of Peabody's biggest flaws is that she doesn't challenge Eve. And she's so capable of doing it in a right. way that will help both of them. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and in this book, I really wanted her to call her out a couple of times and, she <laughs> and obviously she's like i'm just trying to become a detective stop bothering me you know yeah. like yelling at her, reading this book yelling at a character who doesn't exist and she's yelling back at me like bitch <laughs> but really it's just that's been my frustration that's my frustration with eve in this book and with peabody is that there's their character development and the way that the two of them grow together as a team is so obvious and clear and yet there's a big missing gap of yeah. Peabody not being willing to like, she's like, I feel like she's afraid to be like, maybe we didn't need to handle it that way. And Eve not being, I don't know. I don't know that Eve, I think Eve has become so much more approachable too. Like, mm-hmm. but in this book, she's real aggressive. I think she's, in, she's unnecessarily aggressive with every she, single person that yeah. she interviews. Agree. Right. Like, like she, I mean, because she takes the same tactic, I think, on all of them. Um, my favorite, you know, is that she gets rid of What's-His-Face basically right away. She doesn't even follow through anymore on the old guy. What was right. his name? Um, yeah. His, Hawthorne. Hawthorne. Yeah, Hawthorne. She's like, oh, I, I pulled this guy out, but then I'm also going to come up with this other guy. And so she's got these four suspects that she's following around and figuring out. And on every single one of them, she gets to a point where she's aggressive in a way that's not my favorite. Mm-hmm. Does it like, does anyone else see that? Oh yeah. I mean, I uh, guess I'm, I'm fine with it with like Fortney because he just comes off as a, well, Fortney sucks. He's right. The fucking He's just a <laughs> he dick. Is. And He's I was fine with it with Rehnquist because he was a dick. Right. Yes. Well, that's the thing with it. The two of them were such dicks. And honestly, like, Carmichael Smith is not likable, but... He's not a... He was not... Yeah. She didn't have to do what she did with him. You know. Right. You know he was abused. And you just came at him like that? Yeah. Yeah. That's really uncomfortable. And, you know, and she... And, you know, it even says that she does feel sorry for him afterward or whatever. But, like, was... Because she was wrong. Right. She was wrong. He Mm -hmm. was not her guy. He did not... and. There's no apology. She knew, no... she knew he wasn't her guy. I mean, she she did. I think I think she knew. I think she was Renquist from the beginning. Yeah, she did. She says that, right? Yeah, yeah. but and like, it's and, it, to, to me, it's more um, for it's more unconscionable 
that she goes after Breen the way she does. Yeah. Yeah. Then Denise and Carmichael like Smith. She yeah. came she after just, Breen. She just keeps assuming all this stuff about Breen, who literally does nothing. Did nothing. To earn that. Like, yeah. he's being cheated on by his wife. Ouch. Mm-hmm. He's out here being a real great dad. He did all this reach. Like, yeah, he had, he wrote books about things that maybe it's not normal to be obsessed with serial killers. But, like, um, he's out hello, here doing a job hello. just like you, Eve. That's what I just <laughs> was going to say. And Rourke even points that out. He's like, yeah, who would be so obsessed with murder? Right. Like, yeah. You know? Right. And it's, she's, but you know what? I think a lot of it is her like underlying frustration in her personal life that she cannot focus on right now because she's worried about Rourke and she's worried about Peabody and she's worried mm-hmm. about everything just kind of going the way it needs to go. And well, so yeah. she's. And plus she's, she's starting to have more memories of her mother in this mm-hmm. and that's right. well, throwing her off. Yeah. And that's well, making and, and her that's a little bit more angry. She won't acknowledge that. Right. You know. But at the same time, like, the way Eve tries to handle that is so relatable. It's... Yeah, know. that was the one, I think... I mean, there are times in the series where I do, like, Eve, come on. You know, do you need right. to do that? But her questioning Breen at the end was was my like ugh, yeah. God, yeah. You, that Breen is did it's not, real uncomfortable. It did not have to go that way. It did not. No, well, I agree. And and she's like she's better than that. Because I think we had we had this conversation too in ceremony with what's his name? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um Charles Charles Forte. Forte. Yeah. Like, because again, Charles Forte was not actually like she she pegged him as a suspect. And then it was pretty clear right away that he wasn't. Right. But because he had this background that and she did not have what she needed. She was very much she fixated on in a place. She she went for him. Yeah. And, you know, now we're talking a whole what, like year later. Eve, you're better than that. Yeah. But. Yep. Agreed. Yeah. That being said, like, fuck those other guys. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Fuck those other guys. They're dicks. So it's fine. Yeah. She really didn't go at Rehnquist like she did the other ones. And I wish she would have. Yeah. Well, I mean, but she was. I get why she did. But. Yeah. Yeah. With him, I wish she would have. And I wish she would have gone at his wife harder because she was awful, too. God, her his wife was terrible. I'm yeah. like, that much, too. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> this is why I love there's this that. book, though. There's so much. And there's also all these amazing, like, characters that you meet once on every scene. I love Pepper Franklin. I love her. I love her, I too. Love yeah. Her. I, and, I mean, I you get one of the best scenes. Let's let's just call Spade a Spade. That is one of the best scenes in the entire Absolutely. fucking series. When and you know what? when she I just think, calls that out and she's like, yeah. "You're one of many. I'm the only." Well, yeah, and you, you know? know, I mean, how dare? First of all, how dare Pepper Franklin come to her house and go like, "Look, yeah, just come into I my house, fair." Just because I had an yeah. affair with your husband doesn't mean you can go after my guy the way you have. Like, what? that's not at all what was happening no right and i think i think actually with eve saying that and the way eve handled that i think pepper also came out of that from a different angle too yes she oh i agree 
she just was like, oh, okay, that's where we are, I think. Right. And then that probably is what sparked her comfort with going straight to Eve after her fight yes. with Leo. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I don't I don't think it's because Eve is working on this case that and she and she knew Eve was considering him a possible murderer. I think that she would have just called the police on him. You know, but right. instead she went to Eve and she's got this extra lo- layer of respect, I think. Mm-hmm. That she didn't probably expect to have. So I, yeah, Pepper yeah. is. Yeah. She's great. I love Pepper Franklin. I love Mrs. She's one of, she's one of Rourke's yeah. formers that I appreciate. There's not yeah. many. Like, um, is it, is it, some, there's some great characters. Is it book. bad that I was sitting there the whole time this time going like, hey, Pepper Franklin, um, there's a dude over there who's, I think, about to lose his wife. So. Right. <laughs> You're, you seem both very nice people. And You're both very nice people. Good. Why don't you talk to each other? Together? Right? <laughs> About what a bitch There we go. Is. New headcanon. After yeah. invitation and death, Breen and Pepper Franklin get together. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. That's, that's my our new, new headcanon. Head yeah. I love it. I'm, I'm going to use it. For it. I love it. Somebody write that fan fiction. <laughs> Jen, that's you. Yeah, that's, I, that's you. I know you're gonna say that every time, and I'm like, "Yep, okay, sure." <laughs> yeah, that's you. <laughs> maybe, maybe one of these days, right? Yeah. I actually think that I liked Hawthorne. Like, I think I just liked him. He's I do. Like, oh, I liked him too. Yeah, I got a young wife. She buys all kinds of shit. I don't care. He's like, I know. Yeah. I'm gonna, yeah. I know that I'm fucking this woman who's probably cheating on me. I don't care. Like, I'm happy. I get to do what I want. I was like, this guy is. Yeah. Well, he, owns what he, he owns what he is. Okay. But he, he did care because at the very yeah, end, he, Rourke he said something her. to her yeah. about. Yeah. He dumped her. Yeah. So. And you're like, well, you know, he had fun while her. <laughs> Yeah, you shouldn't have been yeah. practicing on Hank's balls. There you go. <laughs> that whole scene with the tennis metaphors is yeah. The, the tennis metaphors made me happy because you yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> There's Absolutely. a lot of there. You know, this book is very good for for the banter and for the banter. You know, yeah, like, the, like the fancy piece love muffin conversation yes. is one of my oh, all time favorites. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I love I love being referred to as your fancy piece. <laughs> Sometimes you're my love muffin. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, one of the best. It's also like who would have expected Eve to say that? Sometimes you're right? my love muffin, and that's kind of what it says in the book. Like he, <laughs> yeah, that, at time, he surprised her, or she surprised him. Which honestly, that. I feel like it shouldn't have surprised him nearly as much after her whole "we need to have sex on the kitchen floor." Right? Yeah. <laughs> Like, oh, okay. Well, He's yeah, like, Somerset's come back, so let's check one more thing you have, off my you mental have a sexual to do list. What? And she is very like, yeah, I do. Okay, so and this is one of them. So let's go. Let's start undressing <laughs> let's just, and let's, let's do it. Like, yeah, I'm on a I've got a murder to solve. I can't like take you your know. pants off. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> just kills me. So uh, also also the whole banter um with Baxter about um yes. about the, the about yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like I was like oh it's so like it's so gross and it's so yeah. it's so yeah. wrong but it's still hilarious you're like but that's just how that goes yeah yeah I mean Eve is no better than Baxter in that moment honestly oh no <laughs> not at all. <laughs> She kind of like steers it in that direction, but I'm like, ah, oh, well, this is just what you expect. It's ridiculous. Yeah. 
from Bachelor uh, special. And that's what you expect right, from Bachelor. Cops. I mean, honestly, sometimes you got to make sick jokes to get through the day. Right. Yeah. I mean, so. and listen, they've, yeah. they've definitely had days where they've had better material, so it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the little bits we get with Feeny are magical because of oh, course yeah. I am always about anytime yeah. we spend with Feeny. Just yeah, like, and and it's funny when no, you know the, the Feeny attri- the appreciation train is just always yeah. running. Yeah, and and it's fun that you know I mean he gets some information for her, so she's like, hey, how about you take a vacation going to, to Bimini? Bimini? <laughs> she's just like, we should take a vacation. Let me handle that for you. Yeah, pal. Honestly, <laughs> like, where did well, she come up with that? Just out well, of nowhere. It, because in her hey, head, she's Bimini? like, she's like, Rourke let Peabody go to Bimini. Didn't even tell me. Like, so I can <laughs> tell Feeney that he can go. Right, to Bimini. I'm, I'm just gonna do this for Feeney. It's fine. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> well, she knows that Peabody is Rourke's favorite. Well, well, yes, you know, well, I mean, yes. so oh, also oh. the scene where. Because I fucking love Mavis in this book. Her little, her moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like her whole thing where she's like, this is my entourage. Like, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> it, yeah. I mean, yeah. How into that she was. Best. She's yeah. great. Yeah. It's fantastic. She, she totally played that up. Like, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's delightful the way she handles that. Yes. Yeah. And it was just enough Mavis. Like she didn't have a huge part. It was just that one scene. And yeah. 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 This this book is great because we literally do get to touch base with everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, we get to see that Charles and Louise. Charles and Louise. Yeah, we don't really get to interact with them. Um, but but well, still they, a little bit. But they did. Um yeah, yeah. she did. But because but they went to a fancy much. dinner. Yeah. No. Oh, right, 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 right. And that's get, that's the- that's actually one of the parts in the book where I thought, like, well, why is this even in here? Like, right. Oh, but you know, the the night before, Rourke says, "Oh, we have this fancy dinner to go to," and she's like, yeah. "Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. the fancy dinner." And so she gets all pissed off at having to go to a fancy dinner. That's right. There, yeah. she gets to have that time with Charles and at the dinner. Yeah, yeah. but it, yeah. And it, but it was nothing. It like didn't accomplish anything. No, it really didn't. I think it gave her a little bit more. It gave her a little more insight into J.C. Wooten, though, because he Um, gave her a little bit. I mean, not necessarily something she had to have, but it just maybe let her have more. Thing. I mean, I feel like it could have been trimmed out, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe there was something that I was just missing. Well, yeah, yeah. I I mean, yeah, because I love them. But we do. We get all these little moments. Like we get the extra time with Mira, and we get to be on Mira's family, and we even get some time with Nadine, even though she's not all right, up right. ass about the story because she can't Nadine be. And the, <laughs> Nadine and the donuts. Yeah. Her just, bringing in the donuts. Again, the I just, I think that this book just has so much, but it still There's lingers a lot on, on it still lingers on the character growth. Like, you get that, mm-hmm. the scene with Rourke and Moira O'Banion, and you get yeah. Um, you get Eve checking in with Baxter on True Heart and just little things that you're like, we're still continuing this same story, but we also have all this stuff to look at and all these characters that we get right. to analyze. And Yeah, there yeah. are a lot of little moments in this one that, yeah. I mean, but the scene with Rourke and Moira O'Bannon 
I mean, that I feel like that was necessary. I feel like, oh, definitely. At the end of Portrait, you're like, dude, you owe this woman an apology because you were horrible Uh, to her. So it was nice to see him apologize. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad that he did that. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I'm sure. Well, and also, like, Rourke is not sent into the fray of this investigation until well two-thirds into the book at least you know yeah right like it's not until she's like let's go to boston that rourke is involved at all so it's a nice way to keep him there with also like the reminder that somerset's coming home and rourke with the grill and like he's still very active in the story because he's her husband and it's nice it's also just nice balance because from here on out basically he's just involved pretty much right right (laughs) yeah i mean they just broke the case like they always do, but he's not actively involved until, like you said, they go to Boston. Yeah, yeah. And then we get I mean, to he, did, he did get some of the the data for on the like the nannies and that. Well, sort yeah. Of well, stuff. and that's mm-hmm. where the information about Carmichael Smith came from, right? You know, it's, but again, it's he wasn't like that's I I don't know I just really like the balance of it because mm-hmm. no I agree I yeah really it was strong, well yeah. done. Because sometimes there's not enough work. Sometimes there's even a little too much work. <laughs> and which Can I there know be too much work? sacrilege. Yeah, I don't know that I've right. ever felt that there wasn't enough work, but I've definitely felt Visions. like there's too much work. <laughs> Visions. 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 There's there's enough enough. There is not a lot. That's fair. That's fair. I don't there know that not it's not. I don't know that it's not enough, but it's not a lot. And it just gave. I don't know, because it was coming off from Survivor, which was such an, or no, it was coming off from, what did it come after? Division. Divided. divided. I was going to say, it was a really emotional book that it came after. Yeah, there's so much work in that book, we can't, like. Yeah, and then, so to have it go down to, like, he's basically just there to be your husband and go to dinner with Louise and Charles and Peabody and McNabb, and, you know, he does a few things, but. I don't know, I'm excited to, like, look at, that's, you know, obviously going to be some time from now, because I. I would like to reread it before I, because I also like books where Rourke is just the husband, you know? Oh, I do too. Mm-hmm. But for, I don't know, for some reason, I just remember very strongly being irritated that there wasn't enough Rourke in that book. <laughs> I don't know why. I, I. Because no, that actually not. was the first book that was released when I started reading the books. Mm. That was the first new right. release that I read. Right. Oh, that's you know. So I wonder if that's maybe nice and angsty for you. Well, maybe that was after yeah. Remember When then, because your first book was, it was. Remember When. Okay. Yeah. I think that's the no. My, like the first book. book I read, the first yeah, Remember When is our next book in this. In sure the is. Well, I know. I thought Remember the- When was the first book you read. It was, but it, I didn't read it as soon as it was released. I read it like oh, I read okay. it yeah, shortly got it, got it. after mm-hmm. it was released, okay. and then you know, Divided had been released since then. So okay. Visions was so. Then I went back, read the entire series, and then Visions was right. the first one that was released right. okay. new while after I started reading. Wow! Like the first one I started, the first release after I started reading was kindred hmm. okay that's so, like yeah. significant yeah <laughs> wow but no it's, it's really not like that far no it's really not is this it's what about six books seven there's books not a lot of well six or seven yeah something that's like not that. too bad yeah i don't know i just this 
the balance of this book just every time I'm like, oh, this is just refreshing and nice. And there's little things. There's all the little things I think really are what keep me satisfied with this read every time. Oh, right. sure. Yeah, I, I can't even say that I have a least favorite book. Like, I don't know about you guys. I but don't know that I do. Like, Visions is yeah. definitely one that's meh for me. Plus, I feel right. like the the story is just so fucked up. So, yeah. I, Visions is a, eh. I Yeah, I don't think I could have picked, I could pick out a least favorite book, to be honest. Yeah, no, I mean, even, neither. even, um possession which you know i i don't right i i can't even say that that's a least favorite because my my objection to that was just that one part of it book itself yeah is actually a pretty good book you know right yeah the possession part of it Mm -hmm. i've only read that one once so i'm looking forward to that when we get there yeah we're gonna we're getting to the point where there were a lot of novellas in a short amount of time that I yeah, only read her. once. She, yeah, she re- she released a bunch of novellas right in a row. Right. You know, they were about a year apart, but it just seems like because we've we've only had two so far, right? We had yeah. Interlude and mm-hmm. and Midnight. Midnight. Yeah. Well, yeah, but then now we're gonna get to we're gonna get Haunted and Possession. Well, we still have several books one. before we get to those. Yeah. Um, is it um, the one with the vampire? eternity eternal eternal eternity eternity yeah. yeah 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 yep and then there's a couple there's haunted. a couple other ones too. did you already haunted. say haunted i said haunted yeah yeah okay. yeah that one comes after memory because that happens new year's eve the the alice in wonderland kind of one yep and that there's and and there's that did you already say um i don't even remember what kind of jekyll and hyde one whatever that one was oh yeah that chaos? one too see that was the yeah, one chaos. that i had issues with the, yeah okay. that was the one that i was like what the fuck what are you doing with this this makes no sense i mean you look at those as i clearly none of us funny? have read them very many times so because you were fun. like you know okay medically this is not possible <laughs> i exactly have problems it. with that yeah but but with possession you're like okay and I'm like, well, I mean, I guess, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, I mean, I can see that. the supernatural and the, you know, the like possession thing happening. You know, you hear stories about that kind of stuff, but doesn't happen. What she did with chaos? <laughs> see, I'm so like, fun. possession does not happen. <laughs> doesn't happen. Never has. You don't know. I. I uh, yeah. you're right i don't know show me some evidence we have none we just have priests going oh yeah i was totally there when somebody was possessed and i've cured them. no it's not just priests there's actual legit evidence out there are you sure have you looked it up wait i was here to keep you guys on track that's right <laughs> yes Tara, uh, keep us on track so let's talk about the whip the, we can talk about the true yeah. hero of this book marlene cox that too yeah. she was amazing like yeah we always we always seem to have one victim in every book you guys notice that mm-hmm. one victim yeah. in every book that's just amazing and you're like i, mean, I love okay, this so person if fair, we're gonna be talking was also wonderful if we're gonna talk about you know medical mm-hmm. like stuff or mm-hmm. that that is believable or not believable um you know i mean the way that they had described her injuries, mm-hmm. 
And they were like, you know, oh, she's never going to recover from this. And, mm -hmm. you know, the way they described her injuries, I was like, yeah, I mean, you know, medically, yeah. how do you come back? Medically, chances are slim to none, but y you see it happen. Stuff like yeah. that happens. So, you know, I, I had no problem believing it at all. I actually, I don't know if I, okay, off topic, sorry. Actually, um, so <laughs> a book that I read just recently and was just fascinating to me was a book where um, uh, it talked about, it was, it was by a woman who was uh, in her like mid-20s and mm -hmm. when she had a brain aneurysm okay and and survived it mm -hmm. oh yeah yeah and um but it was all about her recovery mm -hmm. and my the the fascinating part about that for me was her talking about having come out of it um with how did she describe it no inner monologue you know how you always have your inner monologue going all the time mm -hmm. there's always that yeah. oh yeah you, know, you have thoughts in your head all the time about here's yeah you know things that i need to do or get done today or things that you know you think about or oh isn't this a nice day and it's you know uh, always mm -hmm. in your head all the and she said when she came out of it it was like zero yeah nothing your memory centers are highly highly affected with aneurysms mm -hmm. um uh, one of my best friend's mom had an aneurysm when she was in her 40s, I want to say. Mm -hmm. And survived Maybe it. Late for, late yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Her her son, you know, my friend's brother found her. She was getting into her truck and he found her in the driveway. Mm. She had fallen. And um, yeah, they rushed her to the hospital and they didn't think she was going to make it. But but she did. Still alive and kicking. This my, was 20 my, years ago. So. My friend and Diane, yeah, she her, had the same sort of thing when she came out of it. Same, like she mm -hmm. was from one year today since Kathy's aneurysm, and like the whole process mm -hmm. has been laborious. Yeah, yeah the rehab for back from it is rough. Yeah, but, and I'm like, I but it can yeah. be done. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, if anybody is interested in that, the book was yeah. called A Stitch of Time. It's not Stitch. Of a stitch in time, a stitch of time. Okay. And what I, what I, what was really sad about it was that this girl was majoring in um, English lit. She was going to be a, a writer or a playwright or something like that mm -hmm. when she, when she had the aneurysm and never have been able to f recover enough of her cognitive abilities in writing yeah. to write competently. That's so, so sad. She, her, That's her, sad. she just has to, but um, yeah, but just completely fascinating to hear it from her perspective, uh, mm -hmm. exactly what was going on the entire time. Yeah, um, it's yeah. The brain is a fascinating organ, man. Mm -hmm. It is. Yeah. So many things that. Yeah, it's really interesting. So. Completely medically possible for for her mm -hmm. to come out of it. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. Uh, right mm -hmm. away like yeah that's that guy yeah oh yeah yeah so yep. um, yeah just because just because the odds are against her doesn't mean it can't happen right i mean shit like that happens in medicine all the time right you know just because the doctor says okay nope you're gonna die doesn't mean you have to accept that right so well a fascinating thing that i've noticed is that whenever we get 
characters in the series of victims who have who have survived the initial attack mm-hmm. they've made it you yeah. know and they've and they've, yeah. they've gone on to be key witnesses for eve and it's fascinating mm-hmm. like i can't think of any instance where anyone has not you know like they made it through right the initial attack who didn't come out of it right right yeah, because you had, like, we had um, the one in Seduction. Seduction. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the only one we've had so far, so right? So far, but I know that there's more. Coming. There's a couple more, yeah, because there's Ariel and Creation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, wasn't there one in Devoted, too? Didn't they find them working on another victim while? It's been a while. They, when they but there's the one in Fantasy. Yes. Mm. Yep. And technically, so, yeah. technically, there's Peabody. You know, she yeah. was sure. technically a victim in Visions. Sure. Right. Yeah. Another reason I am not crazy about that book. That was ugly. <laughs> yeah. I'm happy about that one. Well, you can't put Eve in those situations and have Eve, like, in the hospital and not no. responsive and stuff. That's not. No. And again, you know, Eve is, I mean, Nora has said that that's never going to happen. She's not going to put Eve or work in that position where, you right. know, so, so she's got to, she's got to, you know, make everybody else get hurt all the time, you know, like right. Peabody, McNabb. I think all of them have been hurt other than, you know, some of the bullpen cops. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like the main cast, they've all gone through something at least mm-hmm. like Peabody, McNabb, Nadine, Louise. Louise. Yeah. Um, Feeney. I mean, he wasn't severely hurt, but that had to be some serious psychological serious trauma. trauma. Baxter? Um, Baxter. Not Baxter, but True Heart. Back- mm-hmm. Baxter gets No, Baxter does. Yeah, because he gets, he gets knocked what? out in Survivor. Yeah. Yes. What if my yeah. is where I want to punch work? Yeah, because I was like, no! Listen, I have said this before. That is one of my most I want to punch work in the face moments ever. Yeah. He's like Baxter's may be dead and works like I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, I hate you. What are you doing? Yeah, I mean That's not exactly how the scene goes, but in my brain that's how the scene no. goes. Oh <laughs> so mad at him. <laughs> I was so mad yeah. at Nora because like Baxter's down. I'm like, what? You can't kill my Baxter. I mean, oh. she's relentless. She has really, she's really gone. She really is. Like, she's put Peabody through the ringer. Honestly, yeah. through the ringer. That character, yeah. like, what mm-hmm. Peabody's what, like, 26 years old? Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's, and she's a survived lot. a brutal attack, an attempted rape. Right. Um, you know, and just like several things I, just here and there. You're well, like, this girl need bless her. Well, I mean, I mean, technically she's put Eve through the ringer also. I mean, Eve's been blown I mean, up yeah. several times. I mean, true. Uh, yeah. She's right. been beaten. You know, I mean, nearly broken up or nearly blown, nearly dropped off. The it was like three or four books. Ago. I, was like, Liberty. I was like, it's been a while since someone's tried to blow Eve up. And then it was right, <laughs> it was like right before the, the one where, where that bitch tries to blow up the entire squad. And I was like, oh, stop saying things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah, Tara, stop it. Just stop it. 
Stop making that. It's been a while since someone's tried to blow Eve up. Fuck. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Oh, no. That's boy. why this book is great, though. This book is like. No one gets hurt. Yeah. It's except for the victim. No, no one gets hurt. Which is, yeah. is sad and scary. And but Marlene. Well, no, that's not exactly true because he does. There was that. He, yeah, there was that scene on the subway. Eve, like a ding dong, right, yeah. like on the subway, and the whole thing with Officer Cullen, who right, yeah, right, me. Which I have something to say about that. You want to talk medicine? Here she is. Okay, okay. where have you been? I'm just kidding. <laughs> so you know she goes home and she said something about you know he says it's from when oh i forgot oh he the 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 victor the um yeah the guy says that he got the concussion from her throwing the pepsi at him right and i'm like he got the concussion from her knee hitting his jaw right if she hit him with enough force with her knee to dislocate his jaw, it gave him a concussion too. It. Yeah, it, it wasn't the. It, I, I'm just like yeah. anytime yeah. you get hit on the head, even if it's down here, that will cause a concussion. That's why. But then she was like, she's "That's like, why we make football like, players and hockey players wear mouth guards, so when their teeth snap together, they don't end up bouncing their brain all over the place." So. Well, and she also says that like a bunch well, of right. like, jumped yeah. on but top I'm just of that saying guy that he too. probably got the concussion from her knee to his jaw. Yeah. So yeah. all right, I that just, that makes total sense. Very likely. And, and just Nora's complete disregard for medical accuracy just irritates me. <laughs> oh, Jen, what are you talking about? Oh my! God. <laughs> she can't. She can't know everything about everything. It just is. There's just all you have to do, though. I mean, the way she mixes up strains and sprains all the time. I'm like, Google exists. <laughs> Did it though back then? What what year was For this? Somebody. I mean, I don't know, but even just looking it up in a freaking encyclopedia will tell you the difference. It's not hard. Or I have a friend that's. Uh, or I have a friend in that's in medicine. I'm sure you've got some. You can't know everything about everything and you know she's yeah she's got a lot of stuff to do she's got a lot of books to write so for somebody who researches things so in depth the fact that she gets almost everything medical wrong just drives me buggy (laughs) like just (laughs) what's wrong with you nora no no (laughs) (laughs) if we get her on the show we're gonna talk about that oh boy yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure she will. Yeah, I love when people are like, "You don't do enough research, bitch." No, that's the thing. She does too much research. I mean, she researches the shit out of everything, but that is the one thing she never right? gets right. And I'm like, how can you be this amazing at research and not be able to? Under- yeah, I just, I can't. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever, Nora. Whatever. <laughs> okay. Do what you gotta do, Nora. Do what you gotta do, Nora. <laughs> <laughs> you and Marlene, you're gonna do what you gotta do. Sorry, we've been all over the place. 
right? So well, I feel does. like we've kind of um, we've, we've been, been all, all over, over the place, but you know, I mean, and that's fine. But I think the main points that most people would want to hear us talk about, we've kind of like brushed over, but maybe not. Um, one being, you know, the barbecue. Oh yeah. Um, I love first the of all barbecue. Mira asked Eve and and knew mm. what she was doing when she did it and laughed about it yeah. after Eve left and laughed about office. it. Yeah. And then Eve was like totally shell shocked. And I like that Eve just like we're um, right to work Mira with like right we're going to this. You to need to come like, Sunday to this party at my house and. You make sure your wife comes. Yep. Yeah. She knew what was up. Right. Yeah. She knows what's up. She's a smart lady. Why we love her. Yep. She can do an end run around Eve better than anybody. Yeah. She does it better than Rourke. Mm-hmm. I'm sad that even Rourke didn't get to have pie before they got called. I know. Away. I know. I was yeah, sad that for them sad. too. Eve seemed to be looking that forward to that. Yeah. I agree. I was just thinking of the important thing, you know. Yeah, it wasn't strawberry was banana sweet. pie, but it was it was apparently good pie. <laughs> oh my god! Did I you woke up to that message this morning. I was like, "What the hell is this?" <laughs> I, know, I wanted it. I, was like, I know I was it looked good, right? It was good. So, um, <laughs> so like, for what the are listeners you out about? there, yeah, they know what we're talking about. We went to dinner last night with Kayla and I, with my sister and my mom. And uh, this particular place, you know, it's one of those places that always has pie. So um, we were going to order some to go. And Caitlin and I ordered the same one, which was strawberry banana. And the waitress was like, well, I mean, but if you order the whole pie, it's only $4 more than two pieces. And right away, Caitlin's like, no, thanks. And I was like, hell yeah. You know, and we (laughs) and I was like, yes, $4 more, of course. Give me the whole pie. Give me that whole pie, damn and it. And then I tried to convince Caitlin, like, but I'm actually saving us money. Don't you understand? I'm saving us money by buying the whole pie rather than just two slices. The other, I mean, you get more slices, $4 more. Like, I'm saving you money by doing this. And Caitlin's like, whatever. So. Sure, Mom, you tell yourself that. Yeah, right. right. I mean, she's correct, though. Also, more pie should always be the goal. Yes. So. Yes. Have this more pie. Yeah. Take the whole pie. Okay. Huge For $4 fans. more? Yes, I'll take the whole pie. Thank you. So The whole cookout scene, though, was wonderful. And, and like, Rourke getting his potato salad. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. That The fact that, yeah, Rourke was, like, so looking forward to the potato salad was good. Yeah. It was um, good. And all the stuff with Jillian. I think she's she's lovely. I love her. Oh, how honest she is. Right. She's just so honest about everything. And I'm like, that's that takes a special kind of, like grit to just be like listen i was jealous of you and my mom like i didn't know what to do with you i just yeah very fascinating yeah i wouldn't mind seeing jillian again i don't need her to i don't need her for anything but like i wouldn't (laughs) mind her being i wouldn't mind her being incorporated into the story like in a way that worked again just because i found her to be very genuine and very interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Well, obviously, I mean, the Mira. I mean, she's Mira and Dennis Mira's and... daughter, yeah. so she's gonna be great, right? Yeah. Doesn't she show up again in um? Is she in Brotherhood? That would make sense. Yeah. Yeah, I just need to read that book again. You know, in a year when we get to it. 
I mean, she doesn't have a big part. It's mostly just, you know, be nice to my dad. (laughs) <laughs> type of thing. Yeah, I, mean, I think you're probably right. It's just been I've I think I'm yeah, I don't reread that one a lot because it's such a I don't do well with the really violent books and that one's really really violent. Yeah, that I mean, one's I like kind them. of like a little too I like them. I just I'm like, okay, this is like the descriptions are too yeah. much. I'm just like Ew. sometimes that one in sometimes the yeah her descriptions are too much you're right yeah so yeah the barbecue scene awesome uh so good but the 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 scene with the bar when rourke buys his own barbecue (laughs) oh my god yes i literally laugh out loud uh every time it's just an epic scene and And so he was really barefoot barefoot. did you notice right oh Work parts. <laughs> I feel like Eve is just expecting it to fail from the very beginning. As soon as he's like, oh, we'll just turn it up. Like, even though she doesn't, we don't get her point of view as far as what she's actually thinking. I was like, Eve is thinking this isn't going to work. This is not like, going to yeah. turn out well. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I feel like she just, she's with the rest of us it's being like, so, no. Nope, he's so confident and arrogant about it. He's like, oh yeah, it's it's not rocket science. It's just meat and meat. And yeah. <laughs> Very simple. I mean, I read the, the directions. And yeah, you gotta poke the potatoes with a fork to see if they're done, I think. I think that's what like, it is. Well, I'm sure it will be evident that they're done. <laughs> well, it is evident that they're when they're done, but it yeah. takes a while. If you've ever, you know, while. cooked a, oh, a yeah. baked potato. On the grill, on the grill. especially. Yeah. Yeah. And there, yeah. We don't, we'll cook potatoes on the grill, but we'll slice them and cook them that That's way. That's how I do it too. Yeah. Cause it's yeah. a pain in the ass to do baked potatoes on the grill. And by we, I mean like my stepdad and other people who actually like grilling. Cause that is not my deal. Um, I'm with Eve. <laughs> I was like, what's the easiest way to do this? Not a grill. <laughs> no, yeah. grilling meat is really easy. Grilling anything else is not. It, well, even you can fuck up meat too though. Oh, I mean, you can, yeah. You can easily. Right. Fuck I'm up. actually can... shocked that, like, the thing that that really kind of set that whole thing in motion was that it was going to rain, it was going to storm. So right. Rourke's like, "Oh, I'll just turn up the heat." And I'm like, "Rourke, why don't you have, you know, like a some kind of like awning over yeah. a patio? Uh, yeah, an automatic yeah. awning that comes out. Like they have. I mean, you have, every, you have beds in the walls of all of your no, fucking what's offices. Wrong with you, but... Why don't you have one of those automatic? You just push a button and the awning comes out, and you can continue grilling. <laughs> I mean, I would personally rather grill in rain than in the yeah. searing like 115 yeah. degree heat right and it's been hot as fuck this summer yeah right every single book and like the last six books have been it's hot as fuck <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah and summer in new york is gross guys it is hot in new york in the summer and it smells bad yeah so i've heard that yeah it is it is a fact yeah yeah <laughs> But yeah, I mean, and my other thing that I just love about that whole, you know, work with the barbecue scene is that, you know, barbecue voice that comes out and says, active fire is neither advisable nor recommended. Please reprogram within 30 seconds and how like he's all like, bugger it, you bloody bitch. How many times do you need to be reprogrammed? You know, 
like Rourke, you had it for two minutes. Stop. <laughs> do you know? But, do you know what I really want? And of course, we never get it. I would. I want the like Rourke revisitation with the grill, but I want Feeny to be there. I just like. I feel like that would be the funniest scene in the entire series. Yeah. Well, wasn't he there? I mean, he because the next time they had. He was there at the next barbecue, but we're going to figure it out by then. his shit then, and I don't want him yeah. to know his shit. I want Feeny Yeah, she to wants him there while Feeny's there coaching him through it. Yeah, right. I, I agree. I, I, I love that. I think it would be great, but no, suddenly Rourke knows his shit now. I mean, not I mean I, okay, but again, this is where fan fiction comes into play. How did he know his shit by then? Maybe on the sly, while Eve was working, he called Feeny and said, come over you need to i need to go through this again and you need to help teach me me. yeah oh my god that would be there it is that's the fan fiction see why do okay i don't understand why people don't take our advice on how to write fan fiction for this series and instead just write a bunch of fan fictions about even works grown kids that we don't care about because the even work aren't in the story like Right? right why facts Facts. We are giving Facts. you some good ideas Gold. for fiction. You people need to listen to us Gold. and start writing. Gold. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yep. I would read was the shit what was the last one? I don't remember. It was like a half an hour ago. The <laughs> fan fiction of how um, Pepper Franklin and Thomas yes. Breen and Thomas Breen ended which, up together after this book. Clearly happened because even Rourke had a dinner party or something as a as an apology to both of them for treating them like crap. Right. And they met then, right? Maybe. I don't know. So. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. I like God, it. I love it so much. <laughs> New head cannon, guys. So funny. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, those are those are two of the big you know scenes that like people i mean the the barbecue mm-hmm. scene especially that people number one would that's their the favorite yeah. moment in this book you know yeah so um oh, right back hmm i shall be right back oh okay <laughs> that's fine so yeah we're we're all over the place in this book aren't we, we are that's fine and again, you know, and here's here's the other thing. I don't understand why did Eve have to go to Breen's wife's girlfriend? I don't understand that. I don't know. Just just to, you know. Get a feel. Get a feel or but why? She's not even involved. Or just to, you know, know the alibi like yes i was with her in the park mm-hmm. and he wasn't there like he was right. clearly you know not he was on his own yeah that that morning so he could have done the murder i suppose right. the whole but i just didn't see the point of it leave her alone and maybe that's part of why you know tara was saying that he was horrible in this whole book yeah because she's picking on people that she doesn't need to be picking on. I don't know. Maybe. Picking on people she doesn't need to. <laughs> I just don't. I, just, yeah. I just didn't see the point of it. You know? Mm-hmm. I mean, she could have talked to the wife again. The wife pretty much said that she was with 
wasn't she? Didn't she? No, she said she no. took her. So she said she took her son to the park. Okay. Why don't she didn't believe say her? anything about somebody else being there. Why don't I just believe her? Okay, she's in the park, so this guy's not in the clear. Why do you have to? Say I mean, true. Life? Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, but I guess again, it kind of goes to the motive. If you want to say that. Yeah, but I mean, you could do that, to confirm that there was an affair going on. Right. I guess so. Because the wife obviously wasn't going to confirm it for her. Mm-hmm. That's why, uh, Thomas, you need to dump her. Yeah, and start dating Pepper Franklin, apparently. Yeah. Also, Pepper Franklin is hot, so. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Done. Duh. Yeah. Honestly, like, according to, Baxter, so according to Baxter, the wife is hot, too, so. That's true. She is. Well. I don't know, that, that painting or whatever that Rourke gave Pepper... That they noticed yeah. in the first go. I'm like, this sounds like a fucking gorgeous woman. Like, it, it sounds pretty spectacular. Well, and, it seems, and it sounds like it's such a, it's such an extravagant gift to have right. something like that commissioned for somebody you're casually dating. I mean, but I also mean, Rourke. It's, it's, yeah, I it's say, very that Rourke. Is so, that is so Rourke. That's so extra and just ridiculous. That's Rourke's idea of a lovely parting gift. Here's your... <laughs> right? <laughs> like, it was a fun couple of weeks. Here's this uh, picture That probably cost me $100,000, but, you know, that's nothing to me. <laughs> Meh. Here you go. Oh, you like it. Rourke, he was a dog before he met Eve, man. Just well, a dog. I mean, are we surprised? No. We're not surprised at all. <laughs> no, not we are not. <laughs> we love him it's fine yeah um him and his paintings and his montcart 49 yeah i wonder if he gave pepper franklin the montcart 49 oh i guarantee he did see i'm gonna add that to the fan <laughs> uh yeah you know thomas brain brings out this wine that rourke suggested and then it's montcart 49 <laughs> 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 We're real good at filling in all the empty spaces in the series, guys. We need merch for Montcart 49. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I totally need to design a Montcart 49 like label. Yes. yes. The the seduction wine. The su- a seductive wine. It's, for what all does he your, say about it? It's got a it bite. It has a little bite. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally doing that. I I, I expect nothing less okay so there was something that I thought oh we should talk about this oh well Jen and I talked about we we should probably mention the the dream that Eve has about her mom because that's pretty significant Mm -hmm. Um, because this is the the largest the most detailed dream that she's had about her mother right and when she realizes, because she tells Mira, you know, all this whole time I've been harboring this fantasy that my mom was really mm-hmm. out there and really wanted me, but he stole me from her. And, and right. um, now I realize that that's not the case, that she really didn't want me at all. And she hated me. And and then the worst part about that was that Eve kind of... Um, you said that she's got her mother's eyes. Yeah. So she saw her eyes. Yep. So, um, that scene is like the, the dream she has is, is real. I don't know. It's not 
I just hate, I hate the first impression we get of Eve's mom being just so incredibly like terrible that in the dream, she's like, I'm working full with my terrifying rapist father. It's so oh, yeah. like, I am, I'm like just disgusted by what she went through as a child even more, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. But also there are people out there like, you know, she's, when she says it to Mira, she's like, you know, she hated me. She hated me. I was a child. Mm-hmm. Like, right. There are people like that out there. It's so yeah. bad, but it's so true. And it's, ugh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this was after the second murder. Yes. I mean, there was so much um, about the second murder that had to do with sexual assault, but not necessarily. I mean, oh, where where Peabody is like thinking about something must have happened to Eve. All of that, right? Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. So that's that's the part I I uh, marked here because, yeah, we've talked about you know Peabody slowly coming Realizing. to the realization that that something happened to Eve when she was younger. Right. Oh yeah. And Peabody's not an idiot. She's, you know, caught on to things. Right. Because there was a moment where he Peabody caught Eve and Eve was like, you know, at the scene, like starting to think about like her past and her mother and all this stuff. And Peabody had to kind of call her back, you know, had to kind of like, you know, and then later on, Peabody's thinking about that moment and right. that she, you know, Peabody was sure uh, that, you know, basically that he was thinking about something horrible, something personal. And it says rape, Peabody was sure, just as she was sure that it had to have been brutal. And she'd have been young before the job. Peabody had studied Eve's career with the NYPSD like a template, but there had been no report of any sexual assault on Dallas. So it had been before the Academy when she was a teenager or possibly younger. In automatic sympathy, Peabody's stomach roiled. It would take guts and balls to face that, to revisit whenever whatever had happened every time you walked into a scene that reverberated with sexual violence. But to use it instead of being used by it, that took more, Peabody determined. It took what she could only define as valor. Yeah. So. And that's a great, yeah. That's mm-hmm. a great little aside from Peabody there. It's true. Right. I think that, I think that it's really important to like show that, show where Peabody is on that because we get to see a lot of it from like our own, you know, view and we know that like, yeah, there have been obvious moments that definitely we can see where she got these ideas from. But to see that she's on the same page as us is nice, I think. Because mm-hmm. she gets, we, we've we seen more moments where Eve has definitely shown her cards, which it's a terrible way to put it. But you know what I'm saying? Like, right. we don't get Peabody's perspective there. But it's right. also nice because here in a couple books she is going to share all that with Peabody and Mm -hmm. to see Peabody come out and be like, yeah, um, I, you know, this is what I've guessed or whatever. It's just nice to have at least one moment where we get Peabody being like in her head about it, I guess. Right. Yeah. So, and you know, that's something that I'm sure Feeney noticed that as well. 
and probably came to that same conclusion mm -hmm. in his head, but oh, yeah. you know, yeah, would not have said anything to, to Eve. Right. You know, but yeah, that, that Peabody is there, that Peabody's willing to talk to her about it later on, you know, and be in on it and, you know, get, take that yeah. knowledge from her and, you know, kind of see that as valor rather than yeah. anything else is nice. It also kind of just shows Peabody, who Peabody is, you know, like she's never mm -hmm. like yeah. Peabody has a lot of sympathy for Eve, but she doesn't feel sorry for her. She doesn't come into this being like, right. you know, oh, my God, oh, what a horrible thing that happened to her. Like she recognizes it's a horrible thing that happened to her. She absolutely believes it is a horrible thing that happened to her, but she does not ever approach the situation from that kind of standpoint where a lot of people, I think, would instinctively go and be like, mm -hmm. You yeah. know, overly sensitive about it, and Peabody is, you know, in a in a non. I don't know. I think Peabody is definitely a bit of an empath, so I think that's probably part of it, and not like in the yeah. same way that her family has all those extra powers, but she's definitely a bit of an empath anyway. Right. Yeah. I think that's why she's able to work with Eve and be sensitive to the situation in such an innocent way. You know, like when yeah. the first time that Eve right. comes at her from a, a place that's not, that's a lot deeper and darker than she should be, Peabody catches on to it right away. Right. Yeah. Yeah. She's she's not an idiot. I don't know. It's it's. I think that when we had the when we had the the, the episode where we talked about their relationship, it was little things like this where you're like, yeah, yeah, this partnership is. It's not just a good partnership. It is solid. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it's it comes from more than just the two of them working together on police work. So, right, right, so you know, and you know you could even add into that too. I mean, look how low key worried Eve was the whole book about Peabody. Just little, right. doing little things like booking a conference room or yeah. scheduling interviews, and Peabody's like, "Hey, that's my job." And Eve's like, "What? You're gonna bitch because I cut you some slack?" You know, right, and, but. It is because she's worried about Peabody studying too much and wants to take some of the load off. Yeah. Her. Right. Yeah. Yeah. One less thing for her to worry about so that she doesn't right. have to. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's nice to see too that, you know, yeah. Eve is consciously aware of that, that she's stressing out and freaking out. And, you know, yeah. even her, even her rambling about McNabb, that's like that one scene yeah. where, you know, after she, you know, he said something about how, you know, maybe we should take on the the girlfriend yeah. or whatever and right. just lose her shit. And yeah. Eve's like, oh, my God, <laughs> women are the worst. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And what she says is so true, though. And and Peabody's like, huh, I guess you're right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was I'm actually normal. I'm married. <laughs> that was actually. Yeah. Uh, that was actually another one that I um, highlighted it, but only because it's one of the highlights that, that a bunch of people have highlighted. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, her Eve basically saying like, you know, women are the worst. They zero in on some guy. Oh boy. He's the one. Uh, <laughs> Got to get me that one. So they do. Then they spend the rest of their time trying to figure out how to change him. Then if they manage it, they're not at all interested anymore because guess what? He's not the one anymore. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> It's, right. It's such you know. an interesting perspective because Eva's so right about that. And she comes yeah. from a different kind of place than other people. 
to that. You know, like she yeah. she never cared about relationships ever. And then she just kind of fell into the relationship that was meant to be, you know, not, right. not very many people have that. I've, no. Louise right. like calls her out for it in one book. She's like, it's really fucking rude that like you aren't even playing. Yeah, the right. Around here working our asses off. Like it's, it's a real, it's a real thing. <laughs> it was an accident. Well, right. I think Peabody is, you know, Peabody is young and she's also, she really is. I think she's kind of for us to all relate to. Like we've all been like, wow, I'm not feeling super confident in myself. And so there's there's a level of, I don't know, just a level of self-consciousness about, okay, well, this guy who I just signed a lease with now wants to talk about how hot people are, and I'm not in a super confident right. place currently, so that is not cool, right. you know? It's, yep, right. It's so relatable. She's she's just so relatable. Yep. Yeah, the, the part where I think you were talking about Jen, where um, Eve uh, Peabody says, you know, well, why did you get married? You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and but she's all like, well, he wanted to. <laughs> right? That's what Rourke wanted to do. And Rourke put right. But you know what? She To give her credit, she was like, okay, that's lame. That's not what I meant. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. And then she goes back to, it's just a promise. That's all a promise. And that you do your best not to break it. She said that before. And then Peabody's like, like a lease. <laughs> Eve's like, there you there go. You go. They're, they're, <laughs> they're men for each other, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really. Eve, you know, Eve went through a lot of shit to get to her adult life, but all of these relationships really kind of fall into place for her. Like, Mavis yeah. is like, I ain't fucking leaving. And then she's got Feeny, yeah. and Feeny's like, no, we're doing this. And then she finds her husband yeah. and she finds her partner. And it's real easy, you know? It's not, but yeah. it is. Yeah. Like, I'd love to see Eve try to be partners with someone who just sucks. <laughs> yeah. But also, I don't I don't want that because I don't want Peabody to go anywhere. No. No, we don't want to lose Peabody. There was another point here that I thought was really kind of, it was a kind of a nice little even Rourke moment. Um, and that was when they were talking about um, uh, Brinquist. Who and talking about his uh, nanny? Oh my god, who his, his nanny, nanny could have been. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, um, they first talk about her and they bring up her picture and Eve looks at it and and Eve immediately says, "I bet she pinches. She looks yeah. like a pincher, yeah. right?" And and what I love about that scene is that that Rourke immediately realizes where that is coming from mm-hmm. because Eve says, you know. Um, one of the providers at the state school was a pincher. Yeah. She got all the credentials, blah, blah. Um, but so did that bitch who decorated my arms with bruises when I was 10. It says later, Rourke, you know, thought about Eve with bruises on her arms at 10. You know, he, he tells her to come sit on his lap because that's, you know, obviously yeah, that's, what that's what he defaults to being a pervert. <laughs> yeah. But then it says, um, he was still thinking of the child she'd been at the mercy of the system she now stood for and wanted more than anything to lavish her with everything she'd done without, especially love. And uh, it's one of those moments where I'm like, oh, yeah, well, because it's, oh, I love him there. <laughs> I know. Because he sees that he sees that, you yeah. know, I mean, because she doesn't 
mention that stuff he knows i mean in his head obviously that it must have been hard for her because it was for him but she she mentions these things kind of so matter-of-factly right you know? but then he he kind of does the math in his head about this had to have been traumatic for her and he just really feels for her in those moments even though she's gotten to the point where herself she can kind of step back from it and look at it you know objectively or whatever he hasn't gotten to that point yet and it goes toward that whole feeling that he has where he has to lavish stuff on her yeah you know yep and make her make her happy and whole Aww. yeah and give so her everything sweet. that she didn't have before i mean that also just shows who he is too like because again it's it's glossed over not entirely but it's definitely glossed over in the series because it's not about rourke about how shitty his childhood was like we know about it we hear about mm-hmm. it we talk about it and yeah. he yeah. is still like yeah all that shit happened to me but i'm gonna worry about all the shit that eve didn't get like it's just it just goes to show how good he is how good his heart is even though he's also rourke and he drives us nuts sometimes yeah well you know these are the moments where we don't hold it against him because because he's wonderful because exactly this and because he's gonna give thomas breen that tip about the minecart 49 (laughs) we're sure we're sure of it absolutely that's what happens <laughs> definitely sure of it absolutely that's that happened uh, <laughs> anywho what else is there is there any other like main i think we hit most of it i mean there's the there's the uh ceremony where after peabody gets her badge we didn't really talk about yeah, that we, did, well, we mm. didn't talk about okay. leading up to it either like the little sure. argument that they have that's just so like Eve really, I think, I think that Eve plays it even heavier than she needs to leading up to it. You know, like Peabody is very distracted by not knowing the results of the exam and she's beating herself up. Mm-hmm. She doesn't think it's, you know, she did well enough. And Eve, Eve is like, rightfully so, like, we, sorry, we cannot focus on you. This is not about you right now. But Eve in the back of her yeah. mind, you know, is like, God, I just want to tell you. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. And I just love it. And then she gives her ice cream. It's like here, it's an ice cream. It's fucking ice cream. So great. The ice cream stuff is great too. But yeah, yeah. and then Rourke seeing Eve in her uniform is again one of the all time favorite. That's the best. Yeah. Because it, you know, it's the, why it's the best. It's because he's always shocked by it, like his reactions yeah. to things. This is this yeah. is one of them. Like he sees her and he's like all like shocks him at first, like no. Oh. God damn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it was the same in in Divided when she got the, the tattoo and he saw it. You know? Yeah. But it's the same thing. That kind of, you know, he's got a he's got a police fetish. He, he really, really does. is. I mean he does. What did what, what did, did you what did something badge bunny or he has a badge bunny. Yeah. He doesn't he doesn't realize it, but he totally He would never admit it, is. but he totally is yeah uh-huh 100 well where were eve's concerned i don't know about other i don't know i mean he flirts with peabody yeah 
you know. And probably before Eve, he never really had a relationship no. with a because why would he? Like right. that doesn't make sense right. for right. him, you know. But, but he's um, got major respect for Feeney and for McNabb and so yeah. I, I but think I'm so I, yeah, yeah but I'm talking about going that extra step of being like turned on by it. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. that's yeah. one of his fetishes. He just didn't know it until he met Eve. Right. But now he does. And yeah. And he embraces it. And that's even better. Yeah. So. But I just love how he's shocked by it every time. You know, he's confronted oh, with sure. his own, like, you know. For sure. So. so great. <laughs> and then, yeah, Peabody has that, the ceremony. Um, and then one of my favorite scenes in the entire book series is, is the end is that, that yeah. moment with even Peabody at the end where mm-hmm. we're like, yeah, Eve, you fucking stop playing. Like, you know, <laughs> you yeah, know right? you're playing here. So I'm going to cut you loose and you can, you know, be in the bullpen and be a detective and, and you know, not my aide anymore. Right. Like, Eve, come on. We all know what you're doing. <laughs> well you know but it's funny because you know the the way she tells her like peabody don't need an aid i never needed an aid i got yeah. along fine with that one before you right you know which is true honestly though yeah. like if peabody you know. were in her right mind there'd be a part of her being like yeah but there are definitely things that having me around for <laughs> uh, right <laughs> right <laughs> i'm just saying oh no totally it's just lovely and also (laughs) eve like eve saw the whole thing coming she saw how that was gonna go oh yeah right yeah oh yeah yeah i mean in peabody was her partner i mean let's be honest i mean peabody was her partner right her aid yeah yeah, because it's not even like it's not even like their d- dynamic changes that. It much really doesn't. No, makes detective yeah, because you being like, like I probably even still the, making her do all the paperwork. Right. <laughs> I mean, Eve is still the superior, and Peabody's the subordinate. So it's still. I mean, their their dynamic really didn't change. Right. Peabody's ranked it. That's about it. Yeah. I think it's one of the best scenes in the entire series. Oh, it is. Oh, no, yeah. I agree with you. I love it, but I just I yeah. think it's funny because, yeah. Well, and the, I, the I whole mean, last part of that book is great. It, it really yeah. is. I find that the seamlessness of it really is a testament to where they both are at as far as partners, as far as cops. You know, the dynamic right. couldn't have changed that much if it was a mm-hmm. good if it was a good fit. You know, and obviously we're we're about to dive into the next couple of books where Peabody is really trying to get her ground as a detective, um, right? Mm-hmm. Which, to be completely fair, she doesn't get to do much in the first several books after she gets her detective right. shield. We don't really get to see her on her own, and then she's like down for the count after visions, and mm-hmm. she. I think I think we really don't get to see her grow as a detective as much in the way that I think we expected until memory even. Yeah. You know, yeah. when she has to like interview Rourke, which I'm sure was the worst feeling ever, <laughs> but it's, it's just, it's, you don't see Peabody suddenly be like, okay, now she's like a, a better investigator because she has 
she has the gold shield. And that's probably a better a better representation of how it works. Right. Mm-hmm. Because when we get there, I have a lot of opinions about True Heart and how perfectly easy it was for him to get his fucking badge. Right? <laughs> I'm like, come on. Yeah. Still one of my favorite scenes in the entire series. <laughs> oh, yeah. So good. Okay. So, all right. So let's go through some of these. All right. On Twitter, I've got from SM Frank. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite scenes in the book. I, too, love this one. And my favorite phrase from this book is, Peabody, you investigative slut. <laughs> Can't wait to hear your discussion. <laughs> yeah, that, was, that was a good one. But again, it goes back to Peabody questioning herself. <laughs> yep, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It is. It is Breen. Oh, no, it is Rankwit. No, it is. It is. You know. <laughs> Maybe I can see it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. 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 It, yeah. It goes. She questions yep, herself absolutely. way too much. You know. Yep. And Beth Patterson Knight said it's one of her favorites in the series and a regular reread. I don't think I, I think I forgot. I forgot the Facebook group again. I'm so sorry, guys. I'm terrible. Man. I think. Let me check. You posted something in Facebook. I know I did. I, did I post something about this? Oh, no, it's just a mm-hmm. preview from, from. I thought you posted something about this book. No, I didn't. Because I, I suck, guys. I'm sorry. I mean, most of the people who are on- this week got away from me. Most of the people who yeah, are on Facebook fine. are following on other things. Yeah, it was I, I know I posted on Twitter twice, but I did not post anything on Facebook because I, I suck. I'm terrible. No, we still love I'm you. Sorry. Okay. Yes, we do. <laughs> so on on Instagram, you know, I posted that uh, scene about her telling Pepper Franklin, "You don't worry me." And we've got a couple of comments, one from Lucky LS3 saying, yes, Eve, nothing more needs to be said. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing, that's it. That's all we needed. Yes. Isabel said, well said, this was a great scene. Truth. Yvonne, another great early book of the series, which has many highlights and, of course, great ending for Peabody. Um, intentionally bookish. I loved this one. Seeing Eve clap back at Rourke's ex. <laughs> um, yeah, girl, Jiggy. One of my favorite scenes in this book. Yeah, girl, Jiggy. <laughs> <laughs> I love that screen name. It's, it's so a great. great. Screen name. Um, <laughs> Louise, Louise says, this is, if not my favorite, then in my top five. I absolutely love it. I love how Nora uses real historic serial killer to draw the reader in so that when Eve talks about 21st century ones, we can absolutely believe they are real historical figures to her. I love Peabody's B plot. Also, this book is just so good. Oh, and Rourke's old acquaintance, superb and Mavis giving useful advice for once. This book is amazing. (laughs) Dan appreciates that so much. I do, except for I've always said that that's the times that I do appreciate Mavis is when she gives actual solid advice. And it's more than once throughout this series. Yeah. It is more than once. Yes, it is. Yeah. It's judgment. It's conspiracy. It's, you know, naked, Mm -hmm. (laughs) immortal. Yeah. Yeah. Several times. But yeah. But I agree with the sentiment. Yeah. Um. 
Mermaid Girl 728 says, Love your podcast as always. I even like when you ramble off topic. Well, thank you. <laughs> That's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> we do it a lot. So sorry. We do it a lot. <laughs> Our bad. Uh, it's it's fine, I think. So yeah. So now we go to podcast business. Okay. Where we want to say what, Jen? Dana. <laughs> Dana. Dana. Don't think we don't know, Dana. Don't think like, we don't know you're try. fucking with us. Nice try. Excellent no. try. <laughs> so guys, so, Dana literally tagged John Stamos on Twitter with a comment from our podcast. And then we get a phone call. With a recording of John Stamos. <laughs> and I love it. I love everything about it. And it's so funny. <laughs> I'm John Stamos, and I hope you're all doing well out there during this time. I, I'm not going to lie. For just a second, I was like, wait a minute. that is that? No. And then I saw the, the number. And you know, I was like, "Oh, oh Dana. Dana, Dana, you almost got me with that, John Stamos. Dana, so. <laughs> nothing but trouble, man. I love it. That is true. It's so great. <laughs> so, um, we got an email. Yes, it's wonderful. It is. This email's from Claire, and she's in the UK." And Claire says, hello, I discovered in death last December, read Naked in Glory, but really wasn't sure about it, then gave it another go in March and never looked back. I just finished Golden and decided to restart the series because I love it so much and just don't want to read anything else. Anyway, I was browsing in death online and your podcast popped up and I can't tell you how excited I am. More in death for me and also as none of my friends have read them, I have nobody dis- to discuss it with, but now I have your whole podcast to listen to just as I restart naked. Totally mag. Anyway, I've listened to your first episode and loved it. So I just wanted to say hi. And then I'm looking forward to getting stuck into the show. Um, so I answered her back and basically said, we're happy that you decided to give it the in-death series another try. It's really an excellent series. Also, thank you so much for giving our podcast a listen. We hope you enjoy it. Looking forward to hearing more from you. And um, I gave her the you know links to our Facebook and all that. So she replied again and said, uh, lovely to hear back from you. I'm not on Facebook, but I followed you on Instagram and Twitter. I'm not very chatty on social media, though, but I'll look out for your posts. I was feeling so distraught about finishing this series as I've spent so much time of the last few months immersed in it, but it's been fun restarting the reread, seeing the characters introduced and knowing how they develop. I've nearly finished naked and I've listened to some of the podcast. I love the discussion about Eve's feelings of indulgence and weakness. I found it annoying that later on Rourke starts dressing her and I felt it wasn't her, but thinking of it with the perspective from the pod made me think of it differently 
and that it's part of her letting go of the past and the negative feelings she had about herself that she can think more about her appearance because she now feels she's worth more. Anyway, long email, but just wanted to share my pod experience and how it's changed a perspective I had already. Thanks. So thank you, Claire. That's Claire. Yeah, that's it's really because you know, I mean, obviously, I mean, we think we're right all the time. (laughs) Um, but you were not, but it it is nice to be able to um give our perspective and have people go, Oh, you know what? Yeah, you know, now I'm thinking about the series a little bit differently than I was before after hearing what your perspectives were. So that's always nice. I really like yeah. when that yep. happens. I love it. The best part about yeah. doing it this way and is really just having these discussions opens everything up for even us to, you know, really yeah. revisit the thoughts that we had the first, second, third, 80th time we've read these books and how, and also <laughs> just like using this as, a, as an acknowledgement that it's okay to change your opinion about something, you know? Right. And like, like she just yeah. said, she was like, you know, seeing it from that perspective, I was able to see, oh, yes, this. And right. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's the power of conversation. So, right. you right. know, that's, yep. that's the power of doing a podcast like this, honestly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we also got a message from Book Dragon in a Cave on Twitter. <laughs> yes. Do you want me to read it or you got it? Yeah, you can read it. Go ahead. All right. She says... I've been listening to your podcast for about the last six weeks, but had not listened to prior episodes. I decided the other day to go to the beginning and binge listen prior episodes. First off, I love ceremony, but shrug, we're all different. <laughs> I also know that one most pe- one most people love is my least favorite. So, and just got the little zipper face and emoji. Can't wait to find out what that is. I know, right? What I really came here to say is I am listening to book number seven, Holiday and Death, and have an answer on how books are numbered. It's pretty much standard to label novellas as X.5 to show where it falls between linked novels. You can see this on websites that are resources to author blacklists and series like FictionB.com and FantasticFiction.com. It is also seen with the Caliber Library Management software and publisher metadata embedded in series ebooks that is read with Caliber. Additionally, though it is not relevant to this series, a book that is a prequel will get a zero designation. A prequel with novella will get 0.5, and a book that starts a series will get a one. So thank you for dropping some knowledge. So is she a librarian? You love it. I mean... I don't know. You'll have to let us know, Book Dragon in the Cave, whether you're a librarian or not. I am very curious to know whether or not she is an Enneagram 5, because that seemed like a very... I I made a joke to that, to Jen and Tara, that, like, you know, Book Dragon in the Cave, you know, tell us you're an Enneagram 5 without telling us you're an Enneagram 5. I feel like probably. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And I love it. That's so great. Some, some people are not as obvious, so so we want to know for sure if you are. <laughs> right. So just so you guys know, K.A. Gavio just put her uh, two cents in for this book. One of the oh. best mysteries added with excellent character growth. 
You're correct. Correct. Agreed. Another thing that popped up on my Instagram that I thought was kind of cool and and, uh, I thought I would tell people about it because otherwise maybe people wouldn't know. Um, So many months ago, you'll recall that Susan Erickson had posted something about having just started reading Faithless and Death. Uh-huh. Do you remember that post? And we, yep. we commented on it and everything. Yeah. Um, Lucky LS3 um, commented on that post that Susan Erickson made, basically saying, thank you so much for recording these books and all the effort and work you put into bringing them to life. Um, and she says, I just listened to your podcast with Podcast and Death, and it was amazing to hear some of how it happens. She says, I've never been an audiobook person, but I absolutely adore the way you've done the In Death series. On a more personal note, they always kept me sane and helped me keep going when I had COVID and couldn't focus mm-hmm. on literally anything. So thank you again. Aww. And Susan Erickson actually did. Um, answer her back and said, thank you so much for your lovely words. I'm so glad to have made your COVID time a bit easier. I hope you're well and out of the woods now. All the best. So we also hope that she's well and out of, out of the woods. Aww. Absolutely. Just so, want to remind her that Susan Erickson is the greatest. That's all. Yep. She's fantastic. Yeah. So the only other thing I have is that, um, so the trivia question from last time. I don't even remember. <laughs> I know. That's the problem with us doing only one a month. Right. The trivia question from last time was, what was the name of the band that McNabb loves, but oh, Peabody right. says sucks? Oh. Yeah. The answer was Crimson Rocket. Crimson Rocket. Yeah. Uh, I know it was answered by a few people, but I, I was trying to find who answered it Heidi. because I'm Heidi answered Dana. it. That yes, yes, <laughs> yes, one hundred percent. Those three always answer it. But answer it right. Also, Nisi answered it. She got it correct. So oh, awesome! Good for all of you. Well, you know, she she uses the correct the correct usage for pop versus soda. So, oh my god, what? you know that's important. What because what is the correct? That was in the Facebook okay. group. What is the correct usage? We were talking about we were talking about what the difference is between like what a fizzy actually is, okay. and she said that something. She said something about how she always thought it was some sort of pop like Sprite. And well, so wait, AJ, I was joking with her and that she said pop, not soda. Pop or soda, AJ? Soda. She soda, but she's California weirdo. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I've always said soda and well, I don't you're, belong in the you're Midwest. You're a weirdo. I don't belong in the Midwest is really what well, it is. it's also Ohio, so it doesn't really count. I'm not from Ohio. <laughs> well, actually, there are people wow. who, in Southern Ohio who do say soda. I think soda is a Southern Ohio thing. Okay, well. Yeah, all of, Ohio Ohio is, all of Ohio is a bunch of weirdos. So <laughs> get the fuck out. <laughs> Ohio is actually delightful. Anyone who's never been to Ohio, like come to Michigan, actually, you'd rather come here. Different. Trust me, <laughs> they're different states. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you can go to both. You can go to more than one state. Like, you know, know I'm just fucking with you. I've been falling in love with the history of Cleveland over the last couple months. It's been kind of fun. So. Like, there's a lot of cool history in Ohio. Um, there's some nice parallel history with um, 
Akron and Detroit, you know, with like yeah. the car industry and the rubber industry. Mm-hmm. Very, there's, it's pretty cool. You but, know, we think um, I'm, I'm the loser who says soda, not Ohioans. They all say pop. Except for some Good. Ohioans. Good for them. But they also lost, I mean, they, they won the war of Toledo and we got the UP out of it. So cool. I don't know what that means. I don't know what don't, that means we either. Don't acknowledge Western Ohio. Western Ohio doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> if, if Andrew listened, he'd be like, well, that's rude. So my friend Andrew is playing the baker. He's from Western Ohio. Oh, all right. Oh, yeah. He, you know. But he moved to Cleveland. He was like, yeah, this is my home now. I don't want to be anywhere else. Like, <laughs> Eastern Ohio is pretty cool. I can I can get behind that. The, the places I've been in Eastern Ohio are pretty cool. Yeah, I'm I'm in Eastern Ohio, so really, I know you are. Is, you know, <laughs> yeah, Cleveland's not bad. But can, also, you know, don't feel so bad, Tara, because Jen calls me a weirdo too for saying yeah, soda out here in California. But you know. honestly, though, like if that's the thing that makes us weirdos, we're doing something right. There's a lot of things exactly. that makes me a that's weirdo, a and plus, yeah, California is weird. It's a weird state, so <laughs> I will. Weird. But you know what? One hundred percent. It's it's good times. Yeah. yeah there yes, are good times here. Trust me. I just like to throw down over pop versus soda. That's all. It's, <laughs> she really does. I do. It's, it's so funny. And hot like, dogs being a sandwich or not. Being and, a sandwich. Hot dogs hot dogs being and KFC versus Popeyes. That's one that we haven't mm. gotten into. Is on that the a podcast, thing? People, oh, yeah. Oh, okay. That's a huge thing. Huh. Yeah. KFC is superior, by the way. Wow, that's that's a sure fighting words to someone. <laughs> oh, it is. Believe me. <laughs> wow. Oh my God, that's pretty great, though. Yeah. So I should that's probably great. give a new trivia question. Yes. Yes, new trivia have. question. Probably a good plan. Um. So, and I didn't have one, but I'll come up with one on the spot here. So, um. One of the things that Eve mentions in this book that Rourke says that Eve would like to have or like to eat. Oh, yeah. Where he says, um, I'll buy you some. You'll like them. I'll buy you some. You'll like them. Uh, so just give me oh, the yeah. name of that food. I remember that now. <laughs> I mean, I just read yeah, the book. So. <laughs> but it was a thing that I remember being like, oh, okay. Yeah. Have you ever had? I, I have not. I have. They're gross. I think, okay. I've never had Sounds them. gross, but okay. You know. Yeah. Um. Also, I just remembered I'm the worst. Um. Shout out to Nisi again because she also is a patron for Basic Snitches. <gasps> oh, that's so nice. And she's like the best. So that, that is, is amazing. <laughs> Yay! Like, oh, cool. I had to say something, and then I didn't because my brain is everywhere. But yeah, so. Nisi is clearly my number one fan. Good yes, job, Nisi. We love you, Nisi. That's beautiful. I love it. You know, but um, but also Nisi but yeah, called the called the number, so she needs to um contact us. Yeah, and call us her. and tell us what she said because <laughs> we couldn't understand her. Yeah. It kept breaking up. But also yeah, call us and give know. us all of your information so that we can send you a prize for being send you the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh wait, we started posting season five this week for mm-hmm. snitches. Yeah. So if anyone's listening to Basic Snitches too, besides Nisi. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Yay, us. Yay. <laughs> 
Um, I saw the one thing I missed was that Yvonne sent us a, uh, an email. She said, I just finished listening to the podcast. The last one that we did call us John Stamos. The John Stamos one. <laughs> um, and she says, I have to say, I laughed all the way through the chaos. It made for a very entertaining hour. <laughs> We're so glad. And she says, my thoughts for the episode 100 would either be for Nora to take part. Highly Why unlikely, you but you never 100? know. Come on. <laughs> it's for, it's a <laughs> while. Somehow yeah, we got but, on that topic too. Oh, okay. Did you? We, because yeah. we need to kind of plan what we're going to do. And, um, we also talked about, you know, I mean, if we're going to ask, we're going to see if we can ask Nora, probably better to do it as early as possible. Yeah. That's and true. then Jen and I were trying to figure out what day that would be. And neither of us math, I math less than she does. Yeah. So do she did, math. you do, you did kind of figure it out. It's, it's going to be the first yeah. week of May. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that explains why we were having that conversation. I was like, uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> Um, so far from now. Yeah. So she says uh, either Nora or um, to have Susan Erickson back, either would make the episode 100 truly special for yourselves and, of course, the listeners of your podcast. So, yeah, I mean, I still okay. have to uh, I'll, I'll bring it up to I'll I'll bring it up to Laura. I'll send her a message. Mm -hmm. Um just trying to think of the correct way to word that, you know, and, uh, yeah. right. <laughs> um, and, and also mm -hmm. I wanted to make sure I knew the exact day. Yeah. Um, so that we could, you know, maybe send her a message and say, Hey, this is what we'd like to do. If Nora would come Be on willing. and talk to us. Um, Laura's also welcome to talk to us without yeah. Nora. So, yeah. um, I'll, I'll bring that up. Maybe Laura wants to go first, you know, come on the show yeah. and see how it is test the waters a little bit and uh you know yeah. we'll see we'll see what happens we'd be fine with that <laughs> um but yeah so i guess that's it we have so next that's week it. again you know clueless as to what we're gonna do yeah we'll figure it out we'll figure it out we um, got a little extra time this week to figure it out so all right Oh, That's you know true. what? I do want to talk about. So, Tara, you you made a post about reading year one um, on your Instagram. Oh yeah. So yeah. I'm just wanting to update on what your progress is on that. Well, I um I've, I'm about halfway through it now. So I um I didn't work for a week at the at my PRN job, so I didn't. I'm literally only reading it when I'm PRN. Mm, okay. Um, so I'm hoping to do some significant reading with it tomorrow because I have a eight hour shift, but I'm also training someone. So yeah, um, it is, it is an uncomfortable read in this time. It is very uncomfortable, but it's also fascinating. Mm -hmm. I yeah. am. Yeah. I'm not sure which group of survivors I'm most invested in yet. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. there's, there's two main groups, right? There's two main groups. Mm -hmm. There's, well, yeah, technically there's two main groups now. There were three, but then they, the two, the two groups merged. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so yeah, I, it's intriguing. They're very different, but I like, we got through that initial, the world is doomed 
part. And now I'm just waiting for like the other shoe to fall. And so I have anxiety about it. So that's another reason why. You're like, I know it's coming. I know something's coming. Everything is very, everything is very um, not good, but also not terrible because we've been through the initial terrible stuff. And now I'm just basically afraid of what happens next. (laughs) Now you know. It'll be all right. Yeah, it'll be all right. I mean, we've said this so many times. I mean, the the great part about, you know, not just Nora's books. Nora. romance books in general although this is not one but still it's it's nora yeah um, it's nora is that you just you because you you know that you can count on a happy ending there's a happy ending regardless that so is you true. just know that yeah so but in the meantime i'm still gonna have anxiety about it <laughs> well of course <laughs> that's okay yeah and and obviously that's going to be an upcoming episode so um you were, <laughs> we we're going to talk about that after you finish it yeah. yes so That'll be yeah, fun. I need to reread it. I haven't reread it in a long time. So I you know, it's so it. funny because um, the we when we last time we talked about it, um, for some reason we said we mentioned something, and then later on I thought I thought oh we mentioned this thing, and I wanted to look it up, and then it was like kind of halfway because you said you were halfway through the book, and, uh, <laughs> and I haven't I, gotten any further. <laughs> um, well, you know, it's fine. You said you haven't been working. That's fine, but. Um, so I thought I'd look that up. And then of course, you know, when I looked it up and I started reading, then it was like, now I had to keep reading. So <laughs> I got like halfway into the book and then I just had to finish the rest. Of it. So I read. Yeah, I mean, of course, you know, it's, it's just one of those books. That's just so fantastic. Mm-hmm. So. Anyway. Yeah. yeah I'm looking mean- forward to that discussion when that happens. <laughs> and next can't week, wait. I can't wait to finish it and not, not have anxiety over it as much. Yeah. 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 But then there's like, oh, what, you know, the great <laughs> thing for you, though, is like all the books are out. Right. And Jen yeah, and I read it, it. It ended and we're and we were both like, oh, my God, what happens? You know? Yeah. Because it's three parts, you know? So. Yeah. Um, yeah I will be reading more. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, so, and then we'll figure out what to do next week. Y'all will know when, I, when we know. And, um, yeah, yeah. that's it. Yeah. That's it. Unless yeah. you guys have anything else to say. Nope. Um, no. If any so. of our listeners live in Northeast Ohio and want to see the show, check out my Instagram. All right. Check out Tara's Instagram for that. I don't know if we have any Northeast Ohio listeners. I don't think so. Or if you live close we may. If you want to drive over here and see it yeah i don't know who knows do what you want um jen you want to come see it uh (laughs) it's gonna depend on when it is (laughs) right so follow tara's instagram for more information on that um follow our instagram for more information on what we're gonna do next week what we're gonna do next week i guess i'm not involved but i'm just saying we anyway because i'm part of this yeah or or twitter you're part of the we yeah Follow your, our Twitter or follow yeah. our Instagram, even though Jen's been kind of ignoring them, I guess. And yeah. um, call the number 205 476 2753. We're still waiting for John Stamos, the actual yeah, call John, us Stamos. John Stamos. <laughs> call us John Stamos. Because <laughs> <laughs> we like hearing from all of you, so call us and let us know. Or give us a five-star review on... Or do both. Wherever you listen to us or become a patron. 
and hear us being stupid twice instead of twice. just once, like we said last week. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> a skill, okay, all of that, yeah. So, anyway, so that's it, I guess, for this episode of Podcast and Death. This is AJ. This is Jen. This is Tara. And we'll see you next week, guys. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Podcast in Death. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give us a five-star review on Apple iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We would greatly appreciate it. Podcast in Death is hosted by Amy Ryan, Jen Terpstra, and Tara Corkery and is edited and produced by Amy Ryan. The opinions expressed on this show are for entertainment purposes only and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the in-death fandom at large. Podcast in Death is not in any way affiliated with Nora Roberts, Berkeley, Penguin Publishing Group, or St. Martin's Press. Our theme song is Justice Never Sleeps by Cosmo, and is available on Shutterstock.com. This episode and all of our previous episodes are available at PodcastInDeath.com. Have something to say? You can email us at show at PodcastInDeath.com or find us on social media by searching for Podcast in Death on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Also, you can call us and leave a message at 205-476-2753. That spells out 205-4-ROARK. Thanks again for listening. And in the immortal words of Brian Kelly, fucking slouch it to you.